welcome to episode two of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm back and I'm so excited to be back. I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who watched episode one and gave me some really good feedback. Uh, It was super fun and I'm just really happy that it's had such a great reaction from you guys. (laughs) Because like I said before, I really did not know what to expect or what I was talking about as always. (laughs) So uh, today I played with some different settings with the microphone. Uh, I'm on a certain level called far. (laughs) Uh, It's near, you can set this microphone for near or far, but um, I was just too close to the mic before. And I know a lot of you were like, your face, we can't see your face. And I didn't want to get rid of the microphone. I really do enjoy the sound that comes from this gorgeous Shure microphone that I spent a lot of money on. <laughs> so I don't want to get rid of it. But uh, so now I'm in just a different position. So you can see me better. And I feel like the table now it looks pretty straight. So as you know, this is kitty liquor. And I decided to have some liquor with me. So I created the Kitty Elixir. (laughs) Uh, This drink is a secret and nobody will ever know what's... That's not true. Not never. I may reveal the secret recipe to you. uh, But the color does not come from alcohol or food coloring. It's natural. Um, If you're listening to this and not looking, I have a martini glass with a mysterious bluish purplish liquid inside. And I love it. In fact, I'm going to take another sip. (laughs) Oops, I got to mute this. Mm, mm, mm. Cheers to episode two. Bing! So a couple things that I noticed that I did in the last episode was say, um, in fact, I think there was a tally and it was like 72 ums. A lot of you didn't mind. Uh, it's kind of a natural way to speak anyway. It's not just because I'm nervous or I just, I do say, um, once in a while. But one thing that I did a lot that annoyed the hell out of me was this. Well, so in between, every time I go, like I don't I can't do it when I'm not trying when I'm trying to but when I'm not trying so it's just kind of like a strange I'm going to try not to do it do you know do you know what I'm talking about it's like so like that and of course with the gain in the microphone and it just kind of amplifies it and I'm wearing my hair up today these turned out a little more curly than I wanted them to but it's just I feel so fun and fancy free with my hair up and uh I mean, the bangs work their way into my mouth eventually, but it's hair. It just goes where it wants to sometimes. So, uh, yeah, covering pretty I had some really good questions, some really great um, suggestions, pretty much all positive, which I was so stoked for because I just don't know what to expect from people that are used to seeing me in bikinis. And I know I'm a try-on channel, but this was... Uh, a bit of an adventure and now we're rolling and we're on episode two already and I'm planning on posting once a week and uh, I think probably on Fridays. 
bikinis on Monday and then podcast on Friday is my plan. But summer's around the corner, so who knows what will happen. I'm really hoping that this is close enough to the microphone. I have to share with you my past few days experiences because they've been nothing short of insane (laughs) in good ways and bad ways. So a couple days ago, I traveled to Kamloops overnight just, just for a quick trip and my car got broken into. So the, this is the first time this has ever happened to me. And I don't know if you've ever had your car broken into, but it is like the most gutting, not the most, but it is a very gutting experience. The fact that somebody has broken one of your things, gone in, stolen some of your things, touched your things, and now you're just left there to try to figure out what the hell you're going to do. And I, I know this happens all the time. Like I know that many of you out there have had your things broken into maybe your homes I don't know but I've never been stolen from actually that's not true when I was in high school I went to the YWCA and didn't put a quarter in the locker (laughs) and money was stolen from my wallet and I think it was about $80 but still and it still hit me like I got punched in the stomach somebody stole my shit and I didn't didn't know what to do or how to process that so that was the first thing that happened uh, I'm going to, th- I just did it. See, I swallow and I do this like sound. Why? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Getting all flammy up in here. <laughs> uh, okay. So that was the first thing that happened. The second thing that happened was I was driving home from Kamloops and I saw, and believe me when I tell you, this has never happened to me in my life. I saw a peacock in the wild. <laughs> okay. I I was on the highway, so it wasn't like I was in the middle of the bush, but it was obviously an escaped peacock, but it was in a tree. And it's such a distracting thing to see like driving by. And luckily, like I was able to kind of slow down a little and have a, have a quick look at it. But and there were ravens around it. Like they were trying to figure out a two. They're like, whoa, what the hell are you doing here? Um, that was interesting. A peacock. So clearly it was a skate. We don't have like, we don't have peacocks here that are wild. <laughs> we have lots of other types of birds, but not peacocks. And I was shocked. And I thought, wow, what a thing to see. So then I thought nothing much more of my day. <laughs> I kept driving, got home. And my cat, Luna, that has been missing for a year and a half, has returned. (laughs) What? So I can't officially say that she returned because she was super skittish. I actually have video of it, of me calling her over because I was like, Luna, is that you? And I could tell it was her. She was back. And I hadn't seen her. I thought she died or something ate her or somebody kidnapped her or... I don't know, but she's always kind of been an outside cat. And when outside cats disappear, you can assume one of two things that they died or that they're living some 
better life somewhere else <laughs> that they didn't want to come back to you, um, which I knew was impossible. But she returned. And I know I've heard stories of pets returning after a long time. Um, I know dogs, particularly, you can take them miles and miles away. But a lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot of times, but I've heard of them working their way back home, like miles and miles and miles. So I have a feeling that Luna was just chilling in the bush. And then she's slowly working her way back. <laughs> and I'm going to try to tempt her with food. But being springtime, the bears are out and any kind of food you leave out is is kind of a big no-no because you don't want to be, don't want to go outside for a bush pee and then there be a bear just waiting there for you. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, living in the forest for so long, I have learned to pee in the bush and I do often. Yeah, I could walk into my house and go to the bathroom, but I choose sometimes just to take a little whiz amongst nature <laughs> it's like a whole new meaning to when nature calls <sighs> off on a tangent so that was my last few days and uh wow I just thought things happen in threes I don't know how these are associated whatsoever these three things because one is a really bad thing and then one is a really good thing and one's just a random thing so um New things. Things happen in threes. Three new things happened to me. And just thought I'd share that with you. So I have not retaken that test, by the way. Uh, I do plan to because a few of you are really dead set on trying to figure out what my answers were or what my diagnosis was. Uh, and I mean, truly, you could just type in my answers again and then find out for yourself. But um, I, I'm just going to do it one evening and just get it over with. Did you hear that? Mm. Oh my God, this kitty elixir. Mm -mm. <laughs> that name. So the word elixir popped up uh, just in conversation and I thought, oh, elixir. I like that word a lot. And uh, kitty elixir just float. It just flows together could be like a kit elixir like maybe i'll put a kit together no no anyway uh okay so a few questions were relating to my bikini bug eating and if you don't know on my youtube channel a while back i did something called bikini bug eating and it was basically me eating bugs in a bikini apologies let me just turn this off it was me eating bugs in a bikini now I didn't just find the bugs around my yard or in my house I ordered them from a website called crunchy critters and they're a company out of the UK I believe and I it's been a while since I they might not even exist anymore as far as I know but um I just had this so I've always had an adventurous palate <laughs> I like to eat and try different things and uh, it's always been my dream to travel somewhere and have like a really crazy dish. Uh, I know, you know, in Cambodia, tarantula is something that they eat and I thought how neat would it be just to go and try and, and scorpion and all these other type of insects. Uh, 
just to try it. And it's not because I crave it. It's not like I'm some <laughs> feral animal and like, must eat beetles. <laughs> no, I just thought it would be interesting to try. And uh, so I found this website, ordered a whole bunch of like a huge variety from tarantula to scorpion, giant water beetle, giant leafcutter ants, uh, locusts, different types of worms, you name it. I will link the video. <laughs> Weird twitch. Uh, I will link the videos down in the description box if I remember. Let me write that down. So uh, I I think there's four episodes, and the final episode is where I eat the tarantula. Now, there's a few things that I need you guys to know. Uh, at no point did I enjoy any of the bugs that I ate. I realized that the way to eat these bugs, the way that I'd always dreamed of eating them was in a traditional preparation situation, <laughs> you know, where you go to a place where they traditionally eat scorpion and they're fried in, and dipped in chili oil or something. That was sort of how I should have eaten them. Instead, I ate them pretty much freeze-dried. Freeze-dried, however you want to call it, just dried and um, no flavor, like there's no barbecue flavor, no salt and vinegar. <laughs> so I, I just dove in and uh, probably one of the worst. So no, 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 uh, this is going to take a little bit more explanation. The ants I ate by the spoonful and they were, they have this like acidic lemony flavor definitely puke worthy. The texture, of course, you can imagine was almost like putting dirt in your mouth. And there was no enjoyment whatsoever. And the mistake that I made was drinking a shot of tequila in between each different type of insect I was eating, adding insult to injury. I can't even think about it without almost like my mouth is salivating for the wrong reasons right now. So come episode four, uh, the second worst thing that I ate, I have to say, so if I were to scale it, the second worst thing that I ate was the giant water beetles. Those are very oily and rancid. So those that combination is bad. And it's almost like chewing on crab shell. <laughs> You know when you just keep chewing it and keep chewing it and you get nowhere? That's what was going on. Uh, but I got through it. I swallowed it. Yeah, it was like fear factor, a fear factor moment for sure. Then, I hope that is, sorry, I just feel like always that my microphone is not in the right spot. Uh, so the worst, and this was my worst nightmare, the tarantula. Let me make something clear to you. A crispy tarantula, you know, one that's maybe deep fried or really freeze dried, where you could bust a leg off and eat it, that would have been a thousand times better than what I got. The tarantula that I received uh, was called, it's called a zebra tarantula, and it was canned in a brine 
in a brine. So I thought, well, I could hear it knocking around in there. It was kind of like a can of tuna, the size, and I can hear it in there. And I thought, okay, interesting. Well, this is how they they prepped it. They, this, they, they know what they're doing. Uh, let's go for it. I proceed to open the can. And the smell immediately was like rotten sewage, but kind of mushroomy. <laughs> So I thought, huh, I don't know what a tarantula is supposed to taste like. This is disgusting, but it kind of caught me off guard because I know that tarantulas eat bugs and sometimes small animals. So I thought this is an, an arachnid, but it's also, it eats meat, maybe. So maybe that's why it smells like that. Like it smells like rotten, like rotten flesh, kind of mushroomy rotten flesh. <laughs> and... I open the can farther, but the brine is not clear. The brine, <laughs> the brine is muddy colored. And all I can see is a bit of the fur, <laughs> the hair on the tarantula poking up through this brine and maybe like a bit of a limb. I don't know. So I'm telling you, when this thing came out, it was like a wet noodle. And the legs were straight. And I just, you know what? I just thought, I just envisioned it so differently than it was. And I, the smell, and we had to get a paper towel because it was drenched. So there it was, <laughs> laying in front of us. And I could not get over the smell. There was something that was not right. And I should have known right from the beginning the exoskeleton of the tarantula was kind of as I described before with the with the crab shell texture, but much thinner. So you could grab a leg or a piece of sorry, the trigger warning. This is this is too much for some people. Just so you know, I'm gonna get into some details here. And if you get queasy or you get sick at the thought, the sound or just hearing about gross things, then pause until further notice. <laughs> uh, just wait, just just skip ahead like a minute. Anyway, the legs, I thought, okay, well, let's start with a leg. Right. And I thought it's possible that this that tarantulas just smell like this. Like it's it's possible. That because I don't know what they're supposed to look like, smell like, taste like, whatever. So we go to cut a leg off, but it's kind of too, it's too sort of dense, not dense. It's too spongy to cut. But as we're cutting the leg, the innards of the leg, like the meat just started to squeeze out like brown sludge. So my comrades are already getting pretty pissed on tequila. I keep trying to have a shot or two in between to lighten the blow. The tarantula tasted like the worst sewage water with, with ever. I have to say it was a really bad decision to do that. And you know what? Maybe it's well-deserved because 
if I were to ever eat a tarantula again, it better be in Cambodia. It better be deep fried. It better be crispy, seasoned, and not hairy. Then I might give it another shot. But I do not recommend the tarantula from Crunchy Critters. Is it Crunchy Critters? Crispy Critters? I think it's Crunchy Critters. This was not crunchy. This was slimy and sloppy and gross. So you can watch that if you want to. I think we started out with a few different types of insects, but my God, that was, I do not recommend. I mean, watch it if you're interested, but don't order it. Okay. It's not, they didn't, I didn't even get a discount code. (sighs) I need another drink. Good thing I didn't put tequila on. (laughs) Should I leave it in the frame? I feel like I'm going to knock it over here. I can put it here. Yeah, that color. Mm. <laughs> All right. Another note, I have spring allergies. My eyes often get red. I get a little phlegmy. Uh, but that's pretty much all that happens to me. It's kind of like hay fever uh, when the trees right now it's pine pollen and grass pollens. And uh... oh, sorry, I'm hearing all sorts of things happening. Uh, and um, I just get it kind of zaps my energy a little, but nothing else really happens. Like I'm, it's not like a crazy allergy. So if I go like this a lot, that's why. <laughs> um, so I have something called a micro bikini high tier happening. And if you don't know what that means, then let me explain it to you. So I have a Patreon page and on Patreon, I have different tiers. So for a different price per month, you can pledge to me or subscribe to me and you get different benefits for each tier. So for the $5 tier, um, everybody there gets four weekly videos per month and one at the very end of the month. And then I will filter photos through filter. I'll post photos and, uh, you know, just it's kind of like a little bundle of extras. And then you work your way up the more you get. And then of course, my highest tier is my galactic tier. So this month from May 1st to the 25th, I will be doing a micro bikini high tier. And if you don't know what a micro bikini is, I'm going to grab one just to show you because these things are pretty wild, pretty wild. And I'm going to show you one from a previous high tier because all of my micro bikinis that are coming up are very, uh, it's a secret. Okay, so these our micro bikinis. (laughs) This girl is wearing one of my favorite micros. And basically it means that it's covering a very microscopic amount of skin. (laughs) Here's another one for reference. So for those of you that are just listening, uh, I just held up a couple boxes of these elegant moments micro bikinis and they are vividly colorful stringy and basically just cover the nips and the peach. <laughs> uh, but the intricacy of some of these swimsuits are is pretty it's fun to shop for them because they're hold on. 
Uh, maybe I'll just put it over here. And uh, I do a high tier every few, well, I do one micro bikini high tier a year. And this one's happening, like I said, May 1st to the 25th. 25 micro bikinis in 25 different videos. So every day you can wake up to a brand new micro bikini try on and I feature them with other things as well. So I have some crazy accessories. I shouldn't say accessories, but I've got some crazy clothes to wear over top and I definitely do it in like a striptease style. So it's super fun. Uh, but just let it filling you in that this is happening on May 1st and uh, to go to patreon.com slash cat wonders uh, to find out more information. Obviously, there'll be more information uh, on the website on the on that website on patreon.com uh, and not necessarily right right now because you're going to be watching this on Friday which is going to be the which is going to be the 23rd so there's still a bit of time before May 1st crazy uh, I've already started filming for that <laughs> so I uh, have been to quite a few nude beaches in my day and I'm curious of what you think about nude beaches because I think there's different people that go there for different all different reasons uh I think there's like probably five different categories of people that go to nude beaches and why they go um I find that when I search for a nude beach somewhere generally it's very remote which means there's a lot fewer people there uh, and the freedom to just take your clothes off, go swimming, chill, do your own thing is why I go. <laughs> so I've been to nude beaches in Croatia. Uh, hold on, let me just think here. I've been to nude beaches in Croatia, Tenerife. Uh, I've been to uh, in Crete not in Canada yet, <laughs> um, even though there is a nude beach in Vancouver. Uh, and I've, I, I've seen some pretty interesting people on these beaches. Uh, let me just say that there are definitely people that go there because they just want to bang in public. <laughs> okay, but it's never been like a full on orgy. I've never hiked down to a beach and seeing just people having sex everywhere. That's not how it works. But if you go swimming, you'll see a couple in the water over there and then a couple over there under a blanket. Like, they're pretty discreet about it, but it's it's happening. Uh, then you get people that are very well endowed or they have rocking bodies and they are just chilling out. Look at me. Here I am. I have been gifted by God. <laughs> And uh, this is just where I'm at. And they're always super tanned. No tan lines, of course. And uh, so and then you get people that are curious. That's kind of where I fall. I am always not sure what to expect when I pull up to a nude beach. Uh, and and people that are just there chilling. And then you get people with their families. And these are full on nudists like they probably eat dinner nude. Uh, I have been to a nudist resort. I did not stay there. I kind of got creeped out. And not because I have anything against nudity or whatever. I just legitimately walked in there. 
they warn me right away. Like, do you know this is a naturalist resort? It's naturalist nudist. It's kind of like naturalist is a nice way to say it. <laughs> and they proceeded to like let me know that there's and I said, I know, I know. I've I've looked this place up. Like I know what I'm getting into here. Cause I thought it's a five-star resort in Greece and it's a nudist resort. Like what the hell goes? So I popped in <laughs> and um, they proceeded to give me a tour. And on the tour, all I could see were older, leathered people just living their best life, playing tennis, of course, lots of lounging by the pool. But then the buffet and the restaurant, people were full on nude, just getting dinner. Then I realized that this is more than just being nude by the beach. Like it makes sense to be naked at, at the beach, right? But these people are naked the whole time. And hey, all the power to them. I just did not fit in there. And that would be super weird to be like getting a plate of spaghetti. And then you're looking over at Susie's titties over there and Jimmy's shlong <laughs> trying to eat. <clears throat> so uh, I just I just found it interesting and it's kind of an interesting topic because I don't hear a lot about it and uh, I will continue to go to nude beaches uh, when we can travel one day again and uh, I just yeah the, the why I do it first of all no tan lines second of all remote beaches third of all entertainment and the only downside is the really remote beaches don't have bathrooms or a place to buy water. So you kind of have to bring a backpack and then be strategic with either the sand or the ocean. <laughs> uh, just putting that out there. So I had a few cook, cook I had, I had a few cooking. Uh, <laughs> I had a few questions from you guys about uh, sports, what kind of sports I play and also uh, cooking. So sports. I am fairly athletic, uh, but not overly athletic. Like I do enjoy certain sports. Um, one of my favorite things to play or to do is play badminton. Badminton is life. <laughs> uh, when you get the right group of people together, because I play doubles, I'll play singles too, but when you get the right group of people together, it is the funnest thing ever. And, uh, I just, that's all I have to say about that. Rec Babington, super fun. I actually was going to join the Babington team. I have a bad habit of saying bab Babington, like instead of Badminton, but, and it comes out like Babington. <laughs> um, I almost joined the team in high school, but then my partner, who was my best friend at the time, sucked. So she destroyed my future in Babington, uh, but it worked out. It was fine. I still grew up to have a pretty decent life, so. Uh, also, in the summertime, I do enjoy cross-country biking. I do bike solo 99% uh, of the time, just because I don't like to hold people back. And also, I don't like to be held back. <laughs> uh, I'll be patient. Like if I'm teaching somebody something or, you know, then I, I can be patient enough to, uh, 
you know, wait. And, and sometimes it's nice just to have a break once in a while. Um, but I don't like to go with people that I feel like I'm holding them back because, and it's good. It, in some ways it's good because, you know, it pushes you, pushes your boundaries a little because where you would have stopped for a break, you push through because you don't want to make the other person stop or whatever. Uh, so, but yeah, cross-country biking is such a fun thing for me. And uh, when I first started my channel, actually, when I first started my Patreon account, uh, I kind of filmed a little bit of that kind of stuff, but it just kind of, people didn't care. <laughs> They're like, oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but super fun and definitely shreds, shreds you. Like there is some, especially because I do mostly uphill. I shouldn't say that's stupid to say, because when you do just, just as much uphill as you do downhill, <laughs> but I like to climb and, um, yeah, I'm super excited for it this coming season. And of course, skiing. So believe it or not, I have to be totally honest with you guys. I don't downhill ski, I cross country ski. And for those of you that don't know the difference, because a lot of you listen to me that don't live near or around snow whatsoever, cross country skiing is basically you are on a ski, a skinny ski with a kind of like a cat tongue grip so that you can push forward and grip so you can climb. I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> Look it up online. Uh, and your heels come up out of the boot. So you have more flexibility. And so that is one of my favorite things to do. I actually do a lot of that on my own property. So I don't have to go anywhere. I could just slap on my skis and get going. So that's super exciting. But otherwise, when it comes to sports, I'm down for anything. Like I've played lots of other sports, obviously, and done lots of other things. But uh, those are my top three. If I if I couldn't do any of those things ever again, like one of those things ever going to be really sad. And cooking. Uh, I definitely do my fair share of cooking. I also do my fair share of takeout. But I do have some like top five dishes that I make really well. And it's not just biased. That's the opinion of the other people too that are eating it. So <laughs> soups are kind of a thing for me because it's like you can make a batch and it lasts a while. And um, But pea soup, my opa used to make pea soup and he would make it super thick to the point where it, when it went into the fridge, it would kind of almost turn into the texture of like ice cream. <laughs> not melted ice cream, but what I mean is the the fat and it, like it just kind of turned into this gelatinous kind of like ball so if you were to dump it out of the pot it would just plop down in like one big <laughs> um so when i make pea soup i use three different types of peas uh, of course i use split peas i use canned peas and i also use fresh peas so fresh peas are kind of like what you add in at the very end and it just adds it gives you a little bit of like a sweetness to it, you know, and kind of breaks up the savoriness of it all. Always use pork hock. I don't ever just use like a ham or, and uh, it takes me like six hours to make because I start boiling the pork hock with the split peas and because you're super interested. <laughs> uh, potato soup, another doozy. Uh, this recipe is the bomb and it tastes kind of like a baked potato and it's really not the best if you're on a diet <laughs> it's like sour cream there's butter in it it's just the best and then fresh chives 
bacon bits. Oh, so good. Uh, if ever you're interested, then I can maybe uh, post a couple recipes on line somewhere. I make both New England and Mediterranean clam chowders. And uh, I don't make my white clam chowder super thick because I hate when I go someplace and have it like they put wheat flour in it or something to thicken it up. And it's just like, like glue. No, I like it a little thick, but not crazy thick. It's kind of like me. (laughs) And of course, stews. Uh, I eat a lot of wild meat. So stews are always a go-to and uh, fresh bread with them always makes a wonderful difference. I am gluten-free, however. So if I do have fresh bread it's generally like a rock hard gluten-free bun but it's still wonderful with a bit of butter and like put it in the microwave a little bit Mm, so good (laughs) Uh, I can make a mean schnitzel and I've actually made duck schnitzel before and um, I make a really good casserole and give me whatever ingredient give me chicken give me tuna give me beef, give me turkey. (laughs) Generally, it's a, have I said generally like six times already? Uh, It's usually a meat and then some kind of creamy, cheesy something or other. And I don't know, you just can't go wrong with it. You can just, any leftovers you have, you can make into a casserole. I think that's like the classic move, you know, just to kind of use up what you got. That's pretty much what a casserole is. (laughs) Whatever's left over, just chuck it in a casserole. I thought that I'd get into some strangish facts because this is what I wanted to do uh, every episode. And I'm not going to get too deep into them because if you want to know more about it, you can just go online and research it. And, but I'm just going to put these things out there because these were, I of a list of like 20, 30 different things, these were the ones that stu- stuck out to me the most. I'm going to put lip gloss on because my lips are sticking together. Let me just have one last sip before I get lip gloss all over this. My God. My God, I've done it again. Can you see it there? Okay. um, I'm going to put it on on camera because I'm just that bitch. Mm-hmm. Make sure that I don't have any. <coughs> phlegm city <laughs> allergies and uh, phlegm, they just go hand in hand, I guess. <laughs> now, watch when I take a sip. <laughs> Ew. Uh, for those of you listening, <laughs> lip gloss on the martini glass. That's the EU. Uh, okay, so the first fact. So these are facts that I haven't heard. And likely you guys have. Some of you have. Uh, the first one was the fact that goats, uh, some goats have been genetically modified. And they have an extra protein that allows them to spin spider silk from their udders. This is true. This is real. 
basically scientists figured out how to change some sort of protein or add a protein to these goats so that their milk contained spider silk. Now, do what I want to know is, do they just milk the goat and then extract the silk? Or is it legit, like, threading out of their udders? And are they, like, wrapping it on a spindle? <laughs> is what I want to know. I didn't go farther with my research. If you know the answer to this question, then please put that in the comments down below. I, this blows my mind. That's the weirdest thing ever. And I think that they use the spider silk for, I don't think it's for clothing. I think they use it in bulletproof vests and things like that, because apparently it's one of the strongest or if not the strongest material in the world. Again, do not quote me. Uh, I have to do my own research, more of it. But I just thought like this was the headline. And I thought, wow. Um, and I have heard this. Actually, I did hear this a while back. And it did blow my mind back then, too. But I know no more about it than I did before. <laughs> I just thought that I would share that with you. Uh-huh. Okay. And the next one is the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth. She communicates with her purse. And what this means is, so the queen meets and greets a lot of people and has to stand there and talk to them and shake their hand. Uh, and she always has a purse. I shouldn't say always, but according to this little article, when she moves her purse from her left arm to her right arm, that indicates that she is finished speaking to this person and her little entourage moves in and shoes the person away or moves her farther along down the line to speak to the next person. If the queen sets her purse down, that indicates that she is completely finished with this person and basically wants to get out of the room. Ish. <laughs> that, from what I read, it was something like that. So she's actually able to, it's kind of like, you know, a little wink or a nudge. Uh, it's a way to let her staff know that she's finished she's a queen she can do whatever she wants but without being rude i mean it's all about being polite she just gently moves her purse over to one arm and 10 people swoop in and no i'm just joking but you know what i mean it's kind of like it's very interesting and i never knew that maybe you did and if you didn't well then now you do <laughs> and the last thing that i found fascinating is that they invented they, whoever they are, invented smoke detectors for the deaf. And this is something that I've never thought of. I've never thought, oh, well, what about a deaf person? They can't hear the smoke detector, you know? So they invented a smoke detector that sprays like spritzes wasabi into the room, almost like a little pepper spray. And they smell it right away. And that's how they know that the fire alarm's going off is the wasabi in their sinuses. And I thought, that is genius. And I think it was invented not too long ago. Uh, but again, you can do your own research. I just thought that is super clever. And who would have thought of something like that? So for those of you that don't live in Canada. Maybe you don't know. This is another fact, <laughs> but not one of 
my top three that Canadians cannot buy alcohol in the grocery store. We have liquor stores, specific stores that sell liquor and specific stores that sell groceries. Uh, I've been to a lot of different states in the U.S. and uh, it still it blows my mind every time that when I go to buy milk, I can buy wine at the same time. (laughs) Uh, And you know what? I have to say that I feel like I would save $10,000 in gas a year (laughs) if the liquor store was inside the grocery store. Uh, The convenience of that. Interesting. And maybe some of you didn't know that either. There's so many things about the States that uh, I really enjoy. I mean, I just, it blows my mind that you know, in January, I can be standing a few hours from where I live. And there are palm trees. And there's sand. And it's just like, it's so crazy. It's so different from, you know, the Rocky Mountains. Here, it's beautiful too, don't get me wrong. But there's something about the ocean, the warmth, the tropicalness of everything, you know, um, but it's, it's really nice because it is so close. I mean, not that we can travel there right now anyway, but, uh, yeah. And I think of all the places that I've been to in the States, um, one, let me just think, where would be my favorite place? I mean, aside from Hawaii, Hawaii is just one of those places that is mind blowing altogether, especially for Canadians. <laughs> You know, if you're from California and you go to Hawaii, it's really not as mind-blowing as, you know, other people that travel from, you know, Canada. It's insane. But I'd say the fa- my favorite place to travel in the U.S. or that I've been to, you know, I haven't seen a lot of the states, but I know that California, so Coronado which is right outside of San Diego, or Coronado is part of San Diego. I don't know. It's like a little spit. It's like a little island. Uh, walking around there, it just gave me the, the best vibes ever. The places there are, they're not cheap, but they're not massive. They're not like huge places. I mean, there are some really big places there. And, and to be honest, if I had a billion dollars and I could live anywhere and have any house I don't think and I you know I say I don't think because I'm not in that position I don't really know but I don't think that having a massive house would be the thing for me you know I think it's great because yeah it's an investment and blah 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 and it shows you how rich you are I don't know all I know is that if I were to build a place or buy a place, it would be a really cute place. And I'm not into like modern shit. I don't, I don't really like the whole like one roof line metal siding, you know, like very um, industrial looking. No, I am all about, okay, I, I like two different types of genres. I don't know if that's the right word. But you know, there is this mid-century, almost like 70s inspired places that give me this nostalgic feeling that 
you know, I drive past a few places uh, now and again that give me this feeling of like, oh, yeah, like back in the 70s. I don't know. It's just and that's where I think this mid-century modern, it, it's bringing a lot of that back. Uh, so mid-century modern, like that kind of thing. I don't think I've finished that those words mid-century modern <laughs> I keep cutting off modern halfway and then the other is cottagey really I, like a flower garden maybe a little lattice with a rose bush on it and uh cozy but but the thought of like a massive place where I have to run from one end of the house to the other and uh it would just be cold. And I guess because, you know, I don't know, it's, it's and and don't quote me because if I win the lottery, and one day you see me on the deck of my 65,000 square foot house, then, you know, then I'm wrong. But <laughs> I really doubt that will happen. And comfort is a huge thing for me. It's not all about look at me. Look at my huge house, just my house and myself. Here we are, just chilling. <laughs> so what are we looking forward to this summer? The sun has been out for the last week or so, and I'm telling you the inspiration that comes from the sun is unlike any other. <laughs> I'm definitely solar powered. And when the sun comes out, I'm a totally different person. I am cleaning corners of my house that I just, I didn't even know existed. Uh, and I, it just gives me this motivation to do stuff. And I think we're, a lot of us are like that. So I'm very solar powered as a human being. Did I already say that? Um, I don't have solar power in my house, so don't get me wrong. Uh, and I just, to be honest, I don't know. That's why I think to myself, you know, I live in a place where in the wintertime we get very minimal sun and a lot of snow. It gets dark at four o'clock because the mountains are up there and the sun goes behind it around four. <clears throat> and uh, for somebody who is super solar powered, uh, it's tough. And then I think, what the hell am I doing? But winter, it's it's a payoff. And to be honest, I think that I appreciate, I definitely appreciate summer more because we only get summer for two months of the year. <laughs> okay, that's, that's an exaggeration. We do have four distinct seasons here, but sometimes summer and fall kind of gets mixed together and fall decides to come earlier and sometimes spring decides to go later. So July and August is, is summer here. Uh, June can be quite cold. And September, of course, is the leaves start falling. And some, 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 <laughs> some, 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 <laughs> sometimes, uh, yeah, we get like, I feel like two weeks of summer and then it disappears and then you feel ripped off. Uh, but then nostalgia sets in and I start looking forward to Christmas and start planning my Christmas gifts. And uh, so then I'm saved by the thought of Christmas. But <laughs> otherwise, I don't know, man. I think about Southern California and how much sun they get there, you know. Well, that is the last sip of my blue drink. 
and uh, I quite enjoyed that. Oops, I don't think you can really hear that when I hit that with my hand. I discovered that from watching the last video. Oh yeah, one more thing that I wanted to bring up was, is um, love languages. So I'm not about to give anybody any type of advice, relationship advice, but, but if you wanted some, let me know in the comments down below. <laughs> uh, how do you feel loved? Do you think that receiving a gift is love? Do you need to hear I love you to feel love? Do you feel love through touch? Uh, I don't know by any means like a lot about love languages, but it is a real thing. And it's very interesting to hear stories or to read things about people who discover their love language and adapt in their relationship. Because for example, if you're somebody who loves to feel touch, like touch is your, is how you feel loved, you know, a hug or snuggling or you name it. Uh, but your partner needs to hear, I love you to feel loved and he doesn't really express love the same way to you because generally you're expressing love in the same way you feel it. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's interesting to kind of learn how that all works. And if you're somebody who needs to hear, I love you, but your partner doesn't feel comfortable saying you can feel unloved, right? You feel like, is there something wrong? Or when your partner is touchy or, um, so it's just interesting to kind of find out how how you feel love the strongest. For me, my love language is definitely not verbal, not hearing I love you or hearing, oh, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's not me. I feel love through gifts. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I'm definitely touch. Uh, that is how I like to feel love. I'm, if I'm close to somebody, I'm very touchy, uh, holding hands, very, you know, all, all over them. Uh, and of course, I mean, I like to receive gifts sometimes too. Some people don't even think about giving gifts because receiving gifts is like, pff, they don't even think about it that way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting when your love languages match up, that can be a really positive thing. Uh, but it's something to think about if you're with somebody and you maybe feel a little bit like maybe you feel that they don't feel loved enough or you don't feel loved enough. Maybe you guys love in different ways, right? It's not necessarily as deep as you think it is. It could be as simple as just telling the person you're with that you love them or that you're proud of them or you think about them or, you know, whereas... Do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to ramble on about this, but I just thought it's an interesting topic. And you guys have been super active in the comments below my podcast. So uh, yeah, engage in some conversation, bring it up. Uh, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on that. And maybe it's something that we can discuss a bit further in the future. Well, and that concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor, episode two, L-I-Q-U-O-R, don't get it twisted. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or you would like to comment, then please do so down below in the description box. If you are listening to this on 
if you're listening to the audio version, I should say, uh, I do have a video version on YouTube. Those are the kind of podcasts I like to watch or listen to and watch. Uh, the video just goes with the audio and I just, just listening isn't enough for me, you know, <laughs> but for those of you who are just listening and I fill your cup, perfect. <laughs> So don't forget that my high tier on Patreon is starting on May 1st, micro bikinis, 25 days of micro bikinis. I showed you a couple examples of bikinis from my previous tiers, uh, but I have a whole plethora of extremely interesting micro mini bikini. And I'm just, I'm saying it's not just micro bikinis. There are slingshot bikinis and some interesting ones that I don't know if they're if they're going to work if they're going to stay on how I'm going to make it work maybe I'll do some wet tests if you don't know what that is well (laughs) one way to find out and uh, it's going to be so much fun and the weather's been great for it these bikinis and these these whole outfits are I just got to show you I got to show you this one because What is this? Can you see me through it? This is like a little suspender skirt. And uh, I've got a perfect bikini that I'll be pairing with this. And look at the inside. It's like got gold. I don't know, man. From Dolls Kill. This is Club X, I believe. Definitely Club X. Uh, For those of you listening, I'm holding up a plastic pink see-through suspender mini skirt that kind of flares out um, probably won't be comfortable at all but that's okay because it will be coming off because I'll be wearing a micro bikini underneath (laughs) but this is just one example of the craziness that's one example of the craziness that will ensue starting May 1st more information on patreon.com slash catwonders. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode two. And I will see you guys next time. Let me know if you like this video by giving this video a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel and also follow me on Spotify. I believe my podcast, my first podcast is up on Apple and Google right now, but I have to double check. Takes a little while for them to kind of get things rolling when you're a new podcaster they want to make sure that you're not sabotaging the internet with filth and garbage (laughs) when I kind of I kind of am depending on who you are (laughs) what your values are no I'm just joking and again please comment down below uh, if you have suggestions or you have questions and uh, I'll do my best to entertain you with my answers So why not? Let's just have some more fun together. Thank you all so, so, so much for tuning in. And I'll see you all in my next video.